going on? Oh, you know, life, all that. Trying to figure out which monitor I want to look at. What, what looks better if I'm looking at this one or I'm looking at this one? Yeah, it's about the same. It's about the same. I'm like the same way. I, my monitors are like left and right. I'm not. So if I, this old guy I'm looking right at you, actually, I'm. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do this if I ever want to look directly at you. One of my monitors yeah. is slightly bigger than the other two, but I'll do this. This is the most exciting thing. And I, this is all I got for light. So I don't have the, the cool like, or nothing. <laughs> background lights or anything quite yet. Maybe, you know, when we get a house or something. Nice. Where are you at now? Uh, right now we are at, uh, we've been with Lauren and Lauren's uh, parents pretty much since COVID hit. Um, okay. Helping out with stuff. And also, you know, the original plan was to save money for a house, but then COVID happened and all that stuff so <laughs> turned out to be good we were here but also you know yeah. down the road hopefully i mean you're still saving so yeah i, I know still saving of course a uh normal um you know like ranch style house around here is like four hundred thousand dollars so gotta save for a while <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy yeah it's are crazy. you still you're just in new hampshire right yep portsmouth new hampshire Yep, still here. Yeah, actually, I listened to part of your most recent podcast, so I know you're in North Carolina. South. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> South Carolina? Yeah. And uh, that's it. That's all I got. Sophie, the girl. Mm -hmm. Obviously, She's you texted me that, but I yeah. knew that before you texted me. How is she yeah. doing? Is she feeling better? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... It wasn't just her. I guess a few people in our school had gotten sick. So everyone's kind of been a little hectic lately, but it seems to be almost everyone with this thing being so contagious. So, yeah, we got it's just everyone left and right with COVID. Lawrence had multiple kids in her class be mm -hmm. out. You know, she's an elementary school teacher. And uh, yeah, like, multiple every day it seems like somebody i know has it luckily everybody's like doing all right you know vaccinated yeah. and stuff and they're just they feel bad for like a day and then it's fine but still kind of sucks because it's just everywhere yeah i mean some people are saying that's a good thing because the strain's so easy and then with everyone getting yeah. getting it now they have like the antibodies after just going through yeah. a, a similar to a cold or something like that yeah, for like Lauren and I and stuff, I think that's 100% what it's going to turn into. The only thing that sucks is like her in-law or my in-laws, not hers, you know, are somewhat higher risk. So we're just trying to be a little bit more careful with it. But yeah, it's yeah. definitely better, I think, than it was before. But it's just kind of funny when it first started, you, at least for me, you'd like barely heard of anyone who had it. And now it's like rampant New Hampshire. I just saw a thing they had like 4,000 cases in a day or something crazy. Well, yeah, yeah. I haven't been keeping up with South Carolina, but I just know it's pretty bad. Like, like you said, I didn't really know anyone that had it. If they did, they didn't say anything. But now I feel like everyone's getting sick. Yeah, but I think it's just going to turn into like the flu. Like, it's just you're going to get it probably multiple yeah. times, and you're just going to have to take a, you know, whatever, a booster yeah. or something. Because people, you know, actually, I need to get my flu shot. <laughs> just realized. <laughs> Now that we're talking about that. Whoopsies. 
So how does this work? Do we uh, talk for it? Are we, is this podcast time now? Do you have an intro? No, I kind of just go into it. I don't know. I tried doing the intro thing. To me, even it's super awkward to do like a whole like, hey, welcome back type of thing. You should, you have to, uh, what's it called again? Chasing it. Chasing after it. Chasing after it. You have to feel like, welcome. (laughs) Chasing after it. Hello, my fellow chaselets (laughs) watching on the interwebs. I'm here today. Your man, Chase, with me is Ben Johnson. He's got no credentials. That's it. Yeah, I mean, you just did it for me, so I don't have to do it now. There we go. There's your opening right there. Now you can open on that. Yeah, the chaselets. That's like, uh, did you ever listen to... um, uh cody co did you ever um i know he called like, them, he called them the chodesters yeah the chodesters yeah that's where i was going <laughs> the chase chodes the chodes. you need a fan name that's how you get your numbers up people will flock to you if they have a you know it's like the uh the beehive or whatever for uh rihanna that's right you need yeah anyway what's well, so it right. chase it's like chasers with like alcohol that's true. There you go. The chasers. What's up, my my chasers, my future headaches. <laughs> hey, what's up, my my hangover crew, the hangover squad? I, it took me a kind of surprisingly long period of time to realize the chasing after it is literally your name, chasing after it. I was like, oh, that's catchy, like chasing after it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's his name. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I've been through so many changes. I started off as Artsy Fartsy was the first show that I had, if you want yeah. to call it that. I did probably one recording. The, the best change. Yeah. <laughs> then I did like it? the What Matters podcast. Yeah, I feel like I remember that. And now it's chasing after it. Yeah, I think chasing after it's good. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I've I've gone through so many different avenues and now I kind of have like my 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 uh method and figured it out where instead of trying to make it like a weekly thing cuz I'm not a person that really will likes to talk in front of the camera just one on one. I don't find myself that interesting to have something yeah. to say every single time. That's the spirit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was like, I think I know so many people who are freelancing entrepreneurs, own a business, or do something that they're passionate about. I'm like, I'll just interview friends and family. That's uh, well, speak, speaking of Cody Co's, I feel like that's uh, I mean, he he did do that like once a week and he like talked to himself, but it really started to turn into almost every week was him just bringing on people he knew, and then I think. You know, he's got tiny meat gang now, I think, and all that stuff that makes like yeah. so much money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Him and Noel probably makes so much money. Are you, yeah, let's, I'm gonna move you over here. Let's pull his Patreon up real quick. Patreon, because I'm gonna detour your, uh, I don't know if you have a time limit on this or what. Oh, no, no. I'm gonna take over your podcast for a sec. Because I looked at this recently and it was ridiculous. Let's see if it's still uh tiny meat gang because obviously they're making a bunch of money off of you know i don't know how it works with spotify and all that stuff you probably know better than i do but um he so it doesn't 
Patreon doesn't show you anymore, like how much money they're making a month or whether or not it's by um, project, because you could do by project or by month. Um, I don't know if you have a Patreon. It's be a great time to plug it for your listeners. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> oh, that's a PayPal thing. link. Put your stuff in your video descriptions because you were talking about something. I'm like, oh, I should check that out. And you don't have any of your stuff in your YouTube links. Anyway, um, he, they have two or they have 25,981 Patreons. And the least you can do is $5 a month. So there's people who are donating way more than that. But even if everyone calculator even if pretend all those people are only donating the minimum amount that they could donate, he's making hundred, basically $130,000 a month off of just Patreon. That's insane. Isn't that, isn't that insane? Like good for him. I mean, he's been doing stuff. People always forget. He's been doing Vine and YouTube and stuff for years. Probably yeah. not making a ton. That's the, that's the part that people see this part which mm -hmm. that's kind of with yours. Like I'm always, there's a heater right above me. Tell me if you can hear that. <laughs> with yours, um, I'm always, I'm always uh, impressed with people who are able to like keep up with something. So pat yourself on the back because it was nice that you've like fairly consistently put some stuff out for this year. I know you took like a bit of a break, but there's at least been like, like if you go and look at your page, there's like a consistency of, of stuff for the last year i did listen to you and ben talk i think part of mm -hmm. that too mostly because i heard my, i was like skimming through it and i heard my name and i was like <laughs> but oh uh, yeah ben was like one of my first ones when i first kind of had like the zoom style of like podcasting um so that was cool to have him on um i think it was my second guest ever First one be my friend Corey. That was when I was like artsy fartsy. I think that was the name at the time. Yeah, and I did it yeah. in person, I but didn't do one, a man. video recording. Yeah. And then so he was my first like video guest, I guess. And then kind of grew from there. I've done a couple in person. I did my friend Lucas, who's a tattoo artist out in Phoenix, and then. Uh, I don't know if you ever met our friend Blake, uh, a so. macker. I think I'd say his last name. He owns Copper Cannon Distillery right outside Keene. Oh, cool. He's like a rum distillery. Did that one in person too. Um, yeah, I would love to do this in person, but one, I'm not in South Carolina, and two, <laughs> global pandemic and all that. Yeah, all that jazz. Yeah, I definitely want to have do this more. And then I've that first kid I was talking about, Corey, I've had him on twice now. So I'm definitely open to having people come back on. I always think that's pretty cool to people who actually listen to. I think I maybe have three to five listeners average per episode. And I'll, for sake of argument, say two of them listen to every single one. I'm sure to, even to those two people, it's cool. But hey, he's had this person on before yeah <laughs> it's good too to do a follow-up like i don't know if you know you guys do a theme it seems like it's more just like conversation but you can kind of yeah. do a 
a follow-up. Like if I was on here again in like a year or something, I'd like to see myself having, you know, <laughs> improved in some sort of way, have more, you know, more to say. That's yeah, definitely. Good. I mean, I definitely see an improvement in myself going back and watching old videos and like how awkward I was just recording. You could just tell with even the first one, I was like, uh, 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 like the entire <laughs> interview, I didn't know what to say. Yeah. Or I've done enough times now where I went from that to like I overdid it in notes where I had like like I'd literally have like verbatim what I was gonna say, and now for you I just have like bullet points and I can just kind of try and form a conversation around that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like the first thing I have with the bullet points are. Uh, rest in peace, cobblestone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And that was funny. You texted me like literally as I was sending that picture to, you know, some of us of the Keen crew. You know, like um, I'll just do first names. Yeah, and we get doxxed. You know, like Gabby and Liz <laughs> and and them and Molly. We still have like a Snapchat Keen crew, and I'd yeah. actually like forgot about snapchat for like a year and i came back to it recently i'm glad i did because it's just a nice way to say it but anyway i was just sending that picture and the doms like i'm almost more upset about the doms <laughs> because cobble is never really like to me like my favorite place to go is a bar i actually liked McHugh's a lot r.i.p oh, also yeah. it's now a library <laughs> a little bit less traumatic but um but the, that Dom's was uh, freshman year. Dan and I would go try to find a house party. And if there wasn't one going on, we would always just end up getting pizza at like 2 a.m. at that Dom's anyway. And uh, so RIP Dom's. Fortunately, yeah. <laughs> for the Dom's. <laughs> now See, well, for me, I love Cobblestone. That was probably my favorite place, even though it was yeah. the hardest and most pain in the ass one to get into. That's why I, I always like <laughs> I feel like when you did get in though, you were so happy and you were still the entire night. And that's true. Especially Monday nights when it was two dollar pitchers. Mm -hmm. It was always to me like a good time. If not that, Lab was a good second, like right across the street. Yeah. Lab I remember more. I feel like we got in the lab more. McHugh's are always lights because since it was so much bigger, you could almost always get in. And yeah. then, you know, you had pool, they had the like freaking one dollar mixed drinks like the simple ones mm -hmm. that you could just get like, you know, burn through five in an hour. <laughs> they had like beer pong and ping pong tables out there yeah. too sometimes. Which I literally never once did. And they'd do dance stuff. Like they had the best of everything. But yeah, that's once um, scores opened, none of the girls wanted to go to McHugh's. They would want to stand in line. I actually, several times I think like Christian, Ben and I would leave <laughs> and go to McHugh's instead because scores just took. So scores is cool too, if you could get into it. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Cobble and Lab mixed in my head a little bit because it was hard. But Cobble was the first stop, I think, uh, when I turned twenty-one. That's uh, we went and they made me drink an entire pitcher of beer before we went anywhere else, <laughs> uh, uh, which was not good. Which now I realize was actually killing me internally. Turns out I have celiac disease, but ooh. um, yeah. I was gonna say that must have been not. <laughs> I was going to say, I remember when you'd have beer and vodka, that would be like your mixed drink. Yeah. 
Well, you had to mask the taste of the Zenko with something. So instead of another drink, you just put beer on it, you know? Yeah, I think that's why I probably don't drink as much as I do now because I did that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, But yes, rest in peace, Cobble. I I don't actually know what happened. Did you see? It just... So the people... My friend uh dave who was sending me those images was a firefighter at keen and i guess it was a fire that started with the deep fryer in the back Mm. and it's like totally engulfed the kitchen they got everybody out they made sure everyone upstairs in the apartments were out and just kind of burnt the whole thing down just did not stop yeah because i think there was apartments over it or something too yeah no, I don't think. I think a couple people got hurt, but nobody was like seriously injured. They were out and like. Did your eyebrows <laughs> Do I have an eyebrow filter on? Wait a second. Do you see that? I saw that. What the? Hold on uh, a second. I was playing with settings earlier because I was trying to see if I could have like a background because I haven't done Zoom. Did I accidentally turn on? How do I? Uh, that's funny were you just gonna let me have fake eyebrows this whole time the fr- right when you saw it i saw it for the first time because <laughs> it did that little like jump on your forehead hold on i think i might have had video filters that seems right yeah now i see them double eyebrows what the heck that's hilarious how do i get rid of it, it says none for video filters I could have a mask on um, hmm. Put a link in the description or comment below if you know how to turn it. <laughs> I wrapped built this off. Um, all right, I'll just have eyebrows. It's not like you can even tell nah. really that I have it, but that's funny. I want to know. Sure, I was talking it. about it. it, has made people actually notice if they're watching it. Yeah, I know. We probably should have just said nothing. Oh, wait, studio effects. I think I found it. Oh, yeah, I have eyebrows now. Oh, I could have a beard. Ooh. Whoa. Not too shabby. I've got about 10 start... more years before I can grow a beard. I was, gonna, I was literally just about to say, I still came and bro- grow a beard. Yeah, I, um, I think you, I don't know if you saw, I posted on Instagram, like, what was that, two two years ago? I was like, I'm actually going to do the Movember thing and not shave for all of November. And it was like, like, I do have to shave. I can talk to you about this because you're a fellow baby skin boy like me. Yeah. But uh, I do have to shave now because it get it starts to itch and it does get noticeable here and here. But this is it grows right here and here and a little bit here and that's it. I got like nothing, really, <laughs> and nothing here. And if I grow it out, it just stops after a certain point. It doesn't look like anything. But yeah, oh, well. I'm like the same way. I get like the neared. I get the neck beard. I mean, it oh, isn't, really? but it's not even full. It's like patchy all the way across. I'll get like a little blondie stash with like a little bit here blondie and like stash. here, blondie stash. <laughs> but that's about it. And then I just actually just shaved the other day because it literally it, like when I look in the mirror, it just looks like I have dirt on my face. That's like what yeah. it basically turns up to. Yeah, the lighting in this was really bad. But like if I stay here, it kind of just looks like I have like a dirty upper lip. This is me not shaving for like three days <laughs> uh, so 
um, what was I going to say? Speaking about Lauren before, has life been different for you now that you're married? Do you feel any different? Hands are a little heavier. Actually, it's funny. In your other podcast, I think you were talking about not being a ring person. And I'm like, I do not have the fingers for a ring, but you get used to it kind of. I wouldn't wear any more. Got like skeleton fingers. Yeah. But I can't take it off. That's why I want. But I mean, it's it's what they always say. It's really no different. Yeah. That's you know, good. It's just you wake up the next day and it's like, cool. We're just now, you know, have better taxes that we can do. It's about <laughs> it. <laughs> Yeah, and the wedding and everything. I could go into a whole thing about weddings, but that take too long because, you know, it was a beautiful wedding. Enjoyed it a lot. Too expensive. <laughs> you know, it's an expensive like, party. Yeah, it's just an expensive party. You really, you really gotta like try to convince people it's not a wedding that you're getting stuff to because as soon as anyone hears wedding, everything's like way more expensive. Yeah, but. Um, but yeah, it was a great time. Nothing different. Obviously, getting a house is the next thing, but I wouldn't say anything's di- much different. Getting married just felt like the next step. Mm-hmm. Now, did you get married in New Hampshire too, or in New York? Yeah, up in like the White Mountain area, like Lebanon. Oh, nice. Yeah, I tried to kind of go uh, west a little bit because my family's all coming from New York but it ended up so it was like a two-hour drive for us and like still like a five and a half-ish hour drive for most of my family but there was lots of hotels around and stuff like that so a lot of them stayed and it's really pretty up there I don't know if you've been up in that area much at uh, all not really um the furthest north I probably can remember is that was it called pittsburgh new hampshire yeah that's where uh, lauren's dad actually goes snowmobiling all the time. okay so i went there for if you remember jared carr his bachelor yep. party we did like an airbnb out there we did like side by sides and like four wheeling out out there during the summer that was yeah. a lot of fun that's a big four wheel snow I, I haven't actually ever been out there but yeah that whole area up there is really nice it reminds me of the adirondacks in new york you know, when I grew up, there we went there. Do you have a mm-hmm. finger tattoo? I just noticed. Yeah. So it says say cheese. So it's the <laughs> picture, the thing they hit the, sh- the camera trigger with. That's great. Speaking of which, I also saw on your account that you've been doing like macro, like long exposure photography. Yeah, on and off. I haven't in a while. I, uh, you probably can relate to this, but, you know, my life has shifted course into like my main income it has nothing to do with uh film at all (laughs) it's like Mm. the total opposite i'm in like insurance you know it's like but you still want to have that like creative outlet so i'm kind of always constantly trying to just do no things i've kind of accepted that like i'm not really going to go into film and get paid to do film as much i actually almost don't like it with some of the film companies you work at like you almost it's that thing where like you can almost burn yourself out on doing it. Of course, it's yeah. just my experience. I know a lot of people make money making film and love it. But um, yeah, so I was, you know, I still have my old GH4 that I bought like right when I left out of college. So every so often I'll find something and I'll be like, oh, I want to try that. So yeah, I was doing some long exposures because I found that the GH4 had the settings to do that. You can like kind of hack it if you use the app to make it go even longer 
like okay. so the shutter's open even longer than the camera actually can do. Mm-hmm. So I was trying some stuff with that. And um, then I also um, got a macro lens because um, I like the idea of trying to take pictures of things that you never really see. So that was cool. And it, there's some cool, some of the, yeah, I put up uh, some of that stuff and it's cool because you wouldn't have no idea what it is, but it creates just this really cool stuff. I don't know what I would do with it, but I haven't shot anything with that in a while. I actually just, you know, I got some Amazon money for Christmas and um, Instagram <laughs> sent me a thing. And I was thinking about, you know, like, what do you do? I've got a like seven-year-old camera, but I don't film enough to justify buying like a brand new camera. But it's like iPhones these days are pretty good. You know, if I wanted to shoot something, honestly, half the time I go out to take pictures, I take them with my phone these days anyway, if it's yeah. just generic. So I actually bought like, uh, I've never had like a good gimbal. I just bought uh, a Zihoon or however you pronounce those. Um, yeah gimbal for the iphone i'm kind of excited about that it's supposed to oh, show cool. tomorrow i think and i uh, want to try to do a couple you know try to get some short things i've pretty much tried ever since i didn't make any film for like basically five years after college i broke that making that movie with with ben hmm. uh, that you guys talked about and then my goal was to make a film every year after that and i've succeeded pretty much i missed 2019 but I made another short film right before the pandemic happened in 2020. That was live action. Was it the and last? Then, yeah, the last. Yeah. And then I got into Unreal Engine and put popped out that little kind of Halo film mm-hmm. to uh, just say that I did a film. And probably my next film this year, will, unless I do multiple, obviously that'd be nice, but it's probably going to be Unreal Engine again. But just because it's easier (laughs) well it's not it's also hard but it's hard in a different way you don't have to get a crew together and all that yeah i was going to bring that up was kind of like the history at least from my point of view when i think of brussels studios or just bj behind the camera like first thing that come to my head is chroma that you did with ben like that black and white one that you did i think Mm -hmm. it was for your class right yeah and what camera did you use to do that? Because it was like an old school camera, right? Yeah, in um, yeah, sophomore year, um, we actually did. I actually did a little short film for freshman year too, but it never made it onto YouTube. It actually, unfortunately, got deleted, which I'm still bummed about. But um, filmed on like a freaking like Sony Handycam, you know, mm-hmm. SD. <laughs> but yeah. uh. We were all given an old, they're from like World War II, these like Bolex cameras. So they're like indestructible, but you know, they've got film inside and like three different lenses that you rotate. And, um, you know, it's all about learning because, you know, your cameras do a lot of it these days, but you still need to know about lighting things and all that stuff. So, yeah, we did, uh, I think I renamed it Chroma. I kind of re-edited it right when I got out of college um, Mm -hmm. and named it something else, I think, but yeah, Yeah. that was, that was fun to make. All of us did short films that were like that. And I actually really lucked out. A lot of other people's stuff was really overblown or the film wasn't as good or it got ruined. Cause you know, when you like changed it, you had to be all in the dark and I really lucked out. I don't think I had anything really get ruined. Um, 
And, uh, but the thing that sucks is like, you had to pay for it yourself. And it really showed how glad I am. Everything's digital because filming that short movie was like $500, which doesn't seem like a lot, but for like a college student, like that was the film. And I spent $60 on a door. (laughs) I stupidly bought a brand new door from Home Depot, strapped it to Dan's, uh, top of Dan's car and drove it drove it home and then should have returned it that would have been the other smart thing and got my money back but didn't <laughs> that door lived <laughs> that door was just like sitting in our dorm for like a while I don't even know if you might even remember it being there at one point vaguely just, yeah I vaguely was, like do. sitting against the wall at one point <laughs> I never used it I was like I'll use this for something never did but uh yeah I mean if you want so yeah we did that and then junior year um all the seniors you know and keen do like a actual film basically um before it was always just a 30 minute short film but this year when i was a junior the seniors were doing the first feature length film and it was shot kind of like blair witch style you know with the kind of like in camera and uh it was a horror called saint osmond's and one of the teacher's assistants saw my film and he said, I think you should go talk to the director, this guy, Tom. And uh, because I think he would like you to film help with filming. And I ended up going and talking to this guy, Tom, for like four hours. We were like talking back and forth about a bunch of stuff about. So he brought me on. So I was one of a, a couple of juniors who got to be on the senior crew and do St. Osmond's. And I was one of the two directors of photography which you know makes you feel fancy that's not (laughs) really we were just it would be like camera operator director of photography is kind of another thing but there was no other camera and that was probably the most fun i've ever had making a movie i won't say anything about the finished product but like all the abandoned places we went to we did one week where we all came back early from winter break and we just spent a week at this like abandoned hospital. Well, we spent one day at an actual haunted insane asylum. And we spent like four days at this abandoned hospital in Crazy. New Jersey. And that was in New Hampshire, the insane asylum? No, it was in uh, Rolling Hills, New- I think also in New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we traveled. We all loaded up into like three vans, <laughs> all 12 of us and the actors and headed out there and it it was just a lot of fun the hospital was scheduled to be demolished so they didn't care what we did so we were like ripping stuff off walls and like one of the people i worked with found like a scan of people's brains that he kept i think wow yeah there was some stuff still there like left over i have a sign somewhere thank that's cool i think it's plastered on my wall but that was fun and then naturally senior year you you submit a script and you also submit to direct so you don't necessarily have to do both and um i submitted and i like to say that mine won out of you know because it was a good great script and not because there was nobody else who submitted anything (laughs) (laughs) but uh there was only one other script submission that year besides mine so my script just kind of automatically won um and then a couple of us put in for directors and one of them was my friend Josh and uh, we were kind of talking and I I had kind of been honest I was like I really want to do this is limbo I want to do this as a tv pilot 
you know, and uh, I honestly kind of want to do it. Like if I don't get the director role, I might pull it and you'd have to do the other one. So we were like, well, we want to both want to see this come to be. So just to like, make sure let's, let's co-direct it. You know, yeah. why not make it easier for both. And so we both went in separately, went in as co and, and they chose that. So that was fun having the experience as a co-director because Josh and I really did kind of have, um, you know, things I was weaker at, he was much better at and vice versa. So I, we actually meshed pretty well together with that, where there was things that um, we could both step in in either part. Cause he was like, uh, um, I forget what it was called, but he was basically like a producer level. So they call it the other side of the line. <laughs> Where okay. he's more of like the with the directors and all that figuring out he's the one who found all the places and then i was below the line where i'm like with the camera so we kind of had both of those things and we did limbo which was cool and uh you know went into that and then yeah i didn't really do anything in film for quite a while i worked at a film company for a year until i came to new hampshire and then finally was like i'm just gonna start trying to make short films you know <laughs> Yeah. get people together and uh poor ben he keeps getting forced into he's he's like i'm not an actor and i was like well you just got that look he does pretty well <laughs> I, yeah i think he's done well um you know and i obviously try to write things that are anything too like over the top or anything but it was also kind of nice with the last my goal was to actually kind of like work with people who are trying to be acting so that was kind of nice too and how did you find those people? Did you put like something out or are they just people you knew? Yeah, well, luckily I've, I've gotten to know a lot of great people in the kind of New England film community. Um, one of them is this guy, Evan. I'm just using first names, of course, for everything. But um, yeah. I actually, fresh off of Limbo, answered like a, I don't even know where I saw it, like a Craigslist post of just like need help with a film. And I went there and it was like a standard, you know, nobody knew what was going on. I walked in and I said, who's the director? Nobody even knew really, you know, it was like one of those things. And they were doing like this anthology series, but then actually helping them out, you could tell like, you know, this was their first rodeo, but they were all good at what they were doing. Fast forward now, he's got like his own film company and does all this stuff and does these great films. I actually went and helped them with a film they did for this other director that was like probably the most professional film I've ever been on. Um, I just did PA work, which was fine with me. It's nice not having any responsibility, and you still just get to be a part of it. Um, it's shoot. I was gonna, I was gonna plug it, as the kids say. Now I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so knowing him and this other guy, Paul, um, I just reached out to them, and they know like everyone. So. They say, you know, reach out to this. So I just put stuff out there and I actually got quite a lot of places, people back, even though I'm like, there's really no pay. It's just to do it. And uh, some of my people I know were even like, oh, I know most of these people, like I'll vet them for you and kind of let you know. And it was really great. It was very encouraging to nice. uh, help. And uh, yeah, even the guy, Evan, who I worked with, you know, I joked with him. I said, I'd love to do an actual production with you. I probably can't afford you now though. And he was like, you know, if you actually want to do a production, just let me know. And I, you know, could actually just do it. Of course, this was before a pandemic happened. But <laughs> That's so, cool though. It's cool. It is cool. It's a cool, it's a cool uh, place. I do miss um, war. I really like working on a film. 
learning i'm not a huge fan of like editing and stuff like that but like when you're actually working on a film set i like that a lot so yeah i'm gonna miss that a little but now my thing is i've been trying to find i've been really into animation and stuff and i've been trying to find something that worked i did blender blah blah unreal engine so far is the only one that's really stuck and as you saw i actually managed to put something together that i was semi-decent and uh you know i don't like it but i don't like anything i make so <laughs> like everyone's always our uh, own worst critic yeah but i was just gonna say it's crazy to see how much you've gone because i also put down that one of the first videos i can remember you making was the adhd and the triple loft yeah and that that's was the still, first... uh, that's still on youtube i think it's private but yeah <laughs> and then uh it was the first time i think i saw after effects because like the gun you like shoot ben's brains yeah. out on like yeah, the wall the blood splatter yeah <laughs> it was one of my first big like after effects things yeah i was just like whoa how'd you do that it was like so insane to me and i thought was, like i quoted that all the time yeah going and uh we still quote that <laughs> going and uh watching that though like it the blood work is like so bad but at the time yeah it, it does what it meant to do probably the biggest encouragement is i showed it to one of our friends at the time bailey i don't know if you ever met her I think when you showed up, we weren't, didn't hang out as much, but um, I don't remember. She was like, how did you clean the blood off the wall? And I was like, yes. She thought we actually like splattered something on the wall somehow. Got so like a blood was, pack or something. Yeah. So that was very <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was, that was fun. I wish one of my things I say to Ben often is I wish we had made more short films sophomore mm -hmm. year. Um, I did, you know, I still have a keen week too. That's definitely unlisted. Oh it's, yeah say to your listeners if you want to see chase in a particular way if we get to if he gets to 100 patreons i'll release a keen week and you guys can watch it i'll put it public again you can watch it see all of us in our debauchery now i have to start a patreon yeah there see there you go um but uh i actually like two years ago found a bunch of footage because ben and i would just pick up that sony handycam all the time and just film stuff and i found a bunch of extra footage so i actually recently was thinking of making like a keen week too but it'd be yeah. all old footage and one of them is um as you're in a lot of them too but one of them is you uh you know there, you could look down and if ben came in and we would always drop stuff on people coming in and you like unloaded like a whole tube of toothpaste <laughs> He had like just showered and fell on his head. Oh, um, I remember that. Holy crap. <laughs> he had just come out of the shower, like in the hallway. Yeah, he wasn't happy about it. But um Ugh, that's what made it yeah. funny. No, see that that's fun too. And um we did a film which unfortunately we'll never be able to put public because one of the actresses and it decided that she didn't really want it to be public, which that's fine. Yeah. But uh probably the only movie I'm actually proud of movie was uh richard dixon does dallas four which we uh we entered a while we were doing limbo and stuff just for fun we entered the keen seven day film fest yeah and um all the directors decided to get together so senior year there was multiple classes and so there was josh and i and then there was this guy james and this guy bill and we were like we the four of us should up like all of us four directors and we should just make a film and you you got a theme a wacky theme and like a line you had to incorporate and then prop item 
and it was a like a green recorder you had to say get that out of the refrigerator and our theme was action porno <laughs> and so um my friend james takes all definitely takes all the credit for the writing but we um filmed basically kind of like this quick little short it's almost like a teaser in a way and it's so over the top and just all the cliches and stuff i'll send you the the link of it you should watch it because i'm actually proud of that it's probably the only thing i made that i'm like i want people to see it because freaking great okay yeah 200 patreons it. i'll put it probably. <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to see that i think it's really cool um kind of reminds me i did i don't know if you remember i'm sure it's still a thing but like back when like when facebook videos were huge like those mm -hmm. like foodie like kind of like five minute craft type recipe videos were huge and i worked with this um kind of non-profit chocolate company called wine to water and what they did was they sold chocolate bars and proceeds went to help create wells like in africa i think or just other third world countries and i did one of those styles like a little quick pop-ups the cheesy music and they wanted me to show how the, the chocolate bar is made yeah and it was a silly little thing but i was like really proud of it because i was in you i used iMovie i had a, similar to you like a cheap little like camera but i put so much work into it and i was actually really proud of it by the time i had finished like yeah we actually don't want people to really know our recipe but thanks for doing that <laughs> so i was like one of those things i had all this work so i have it unlisted um but just like i i've always wanted to put it in public but like i'm not gonna like go against their word and like put out their whatever so you should send it to me i won't tell <laughs> i'll trade video for video i'll give you the porno if you give me the chocolate <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds like a pretty pretty uh pretty standard trade standard trade very <laughs> very up my alley hmm. but yeah how are you so, doing sense? i do like your um i've got them up here i do like your like quick little um like there's the buttercup sand dunes and mohegan bluffs um obviously a lot of like drone stuff i do like your quick yeah. little uh just the music like that's something i've always wanted to do like a music video i love like music tied mm -hmm. to film and i've just never really done it and um i would love to do that's actually my next unreal it's going to be probably also halo themed but i'm going to make it a little bit more like uh so I have to try to have some sort of like weird disjointed story. Yeah, it's yeah. just going to be like action scenes to like kind of this uh, song. But I'd love to do um, some sort of music video. I don't know. I've always I've thought about it multiple times and I've never done it. But I like those quick little. Uh, I've always been a sucker for those quick little kind of like um, travel vlog style, <laughs> you know. Yeah, thanks. Like over over stuff. So good job with that. I like to drive a drone now too. I haven't really implemented it into anything yet, but I've taken it out a couple of times, zipped mm. it around. But yeah, I just have like the DJI Mini. It's actually right on that shelf over there. But nice. I like making Sponsor. the egg, right? <laughs> um, I like those short little, like, like you said, like digestible videos that are under five minutes and just can like have a little fun with it. Like I'll, yeah. I'll hear music like from like a soundtrack like the most recent one was from interstellar um 
and then the one when as in Arizona, not the Dune ones, but the one um, Jared Carr. He's just on his truck. It's really like a ten second video, but that's from like a Rufus De Soul song. It's like one part of it. I was like, ooh, I don't want to make a video to that. And then the sand dunes is actually from. Uh, I've ever seen. Oh, shit, I just the found Arctic. it. And it just started playing. Really well. okay. <laughs> I didn't hear it. <laughs> I did. Uh, <laughs> have you heard of uh, the Art of Flight, like a snowboarding movie? Yes. Yeah. So actually. the sand dunes is from like one of the opening scenes to that. Um, I think it's like when they first fly into Alaska. Is that tra- like it's, uh, Travis it's that. or what's his name right now? Yeah, Travis Rice. Yeah, Travis Rice. Yeah. Oh man, you just took me out on this dog. We when I was in high school, me and my friends would just all we do is watch freaking ski and snowboard videos. And Travis oh, yeah. Rice was like the freaking cinematographer, like the cinematography of his was just like crazy cool. Oh yeah. I mean, I have the DVD because I try and collect Blu-rays, but that is also free on the Red Bull website if you want to just watch the the art of flight. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I just looked at this. Uh, looked at the trail. I, I'm almost positive I've seen this. I know all the names are falling out of my head now of what we used to watch. I know like there's like DC Mountain was a big one, and mm-hmm. there was one that was free that we used to quote all the time. I can't remember. And of course, that's how we found Chug Life. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Chug Life. It was like 13, 14 episodes of this. Canadian is drinking and skiing. We thought it was the greatest things ever. <laughs> I know, and saying their own inside jokes that just became <laughs> our inside jokes because we thought they all laughed. So we're like, this has got to be funny. <laughs> yeah. I've even saying Blondie Sash before. Like, no one would understand that. No, it's actually, I was just playing with my friend Rob. I just saw them back at home, the New York crew. They were the ones who found it. And I said, one of my greatest accomplishments, I think, is that I brought um that oh bridge that over from new york to you and ben and now because i'll reference that all the time and nobody gets it obviously unless i'm with ben or or one of them and i'm like or with the new york friends and i'm like but now like look at that i just (laughs) you said blondie stash but anyway uh who's your buddy from new york that was like the swimmer he came to keen a few times oh he had the body of a swimmer is that uh, what it he, was? Yeah. Well, he's a lifeguard. He already did lifeguarding. Yeah. yeah. Addison. Yeah. Addison uh, was my best friend growing up. Still is. I don't know if I say was, but, but yeah, he's all over funny how like you these little things is how I remember people. I'm like swimmer Addison. That's that's. <laughs> I mean, he, was, he was doing lifeguarding at the time. He's yeah. uh, he's in like Utah right now. Um, oh wow! Doing trail maintenance, but which mostly from what I've heard is just like sawing rocks in half when you're out in Utah. (laughs) But yeah, no, thanks. It's uh, It's stuff like like that. My sister would love to do. She wants to get into that ranger, uh, like national park ranger type job. Yeah. We keep, we used, I remember we would, well, I didn't, but some people were pushing him to get like a ranger job and he was gonna like finish school and do that. But, he isn't like doing what people tell him to do is what I found out. <laughs> I don't think it's fine. You know, it's funny when we first, before I knew you super well, 
when Addison would like say story or uh, Ben would say stories and stuff, I'm like, Chase seems like you are Addison. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Good analogy there. <laughs> Not that you know Addison at all. You guys are actually fairly, fairly different now that I actually know you, but at the time it was very like similar. But similar analogy, at- both like childhood best friends and all that too, but. I was gonna say, yeah, like I'm in college, obviously the last time I saw him too. We, I remember thinking, like, wow, you're a lot like me, and then the way we kind of are interact with him, with you and me, with Ben, just kind of like always busting each other's chops, but like each yeah. other's best friends and everything. Yeah, that's true. Actually, it was pretty pretty similar. I know. I remember who I was talking to, but for some reason, the the year of college I get the most nostalgic about is sophomore year. I don't know why. Really? I think it's probably because there was that was the least amount of response of like you have you have your f- friend group now. You know, freshman year was meeting everyone. Yeah. And then now you've got like a core friend group. We all lived with each other more or less or near each other. And it was before like for me, junior and senior year, there was just a lot of responsibility and like weekends where I was gone. So mm-hmm. sophomore year was like much more uh, i don't know i just get nostalgic for that because it was yeah. i missed the triple law <laughs> that was a lot and, of fun i remember i'd um bring the case of beer when i came to visit yeah i was like taking yeah, people's orders <laughs> <laughs> i just, just threw a towel care. on top of it i'm like yeah it's an xbox yeah. actually um you, yeah you had to hide it that was the only thing is you had to hide it actually going into the dorm but technically you could be walking with a case of beer and that was yeah. like allowed although if a police you know pulled you over not that you would know anything about the police stopping you no 200 <laughs> patreons and i'll tell that story <laughs> leak all chase's secrets uh, 300 i'll release the mugshot. yeah 400 <laughs> i'll release the nude shots but <laughs> uh, those are good times for me i think the most nostalgic would have to be junior year because that's when i uh, like my my junior year, your guys' senior year, because that's when I yeah, finally really came like into Keen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I came in junior year. I was technically a sophomore, but I was living in Huntress. But then you have your <laughs> senior year. Nobody lives in Huntress. <laughs> that's when I lived on Fowler. You guys were on water. And then, I, don't know, I was most nostalgic about that because I just remember just like the parties like each other's places and just like still going to campus and hanging out doing different things yeah i I do i do love uh grove was a great house grove street Mm. it was kind of corner yeah i'm surprised that house is still standing honestly (laughs) that grove street during the infamous pumpkin fest too i believe right uh no that was um because that was Lauren's graduation year. So we had already graduated. That was um, Garner Street. Garner Street, right. Mike and Molly, Nate, and Kristen and Lauren all got a place because they all did the like year or two year masters. Yeah. Um, and that was the notorious <laughs> rioting. <laughs> I remember my parents being at that house before they went out. And I only ran into my dad because my mom's like, I'm going to stay. I don't think I want to be out there. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, the pumpkin fests were always actually, ironically, pumpkin fest is where we wouldn't really go to any parties because most of the parties would just get shut down immediately because it was pumpkin fest. So the police would just be like on it immediately. Whereas when yeah. it wasn't pumpkin fest, they didn't really care. But that, yeah, that pumpkin fest, I know we had no idea. We could have gone the whole night never knowing there was a riot. It was all of our phones started going off and it was all our parents are like, are you all right? There's a riot. And we're like, what? And then we go outside and there's a helicopter flying overhead saying, return to your homes. And we're like, all right, so we better go <laughs> see what's going on. And yeah, wasn't really. Some poor kid got his car flipped. That's about yeah. it. Which I think they did yeah. like a GoFundMe for him or something. <laughs> Yeah, and then it was like all kids that were from uh, what's the school? Plymouth State and stuff. They weren't from Keene. Oh, yeah. It was like it was a lot of uh, UNH kids, too. Yeah, it was. We had the free shuttles to Keene. So why wouldn't you get yeah. drunk? Make havoc. Almost, almost don't. Yeah, out. almost don't blame them. But yeah, because I had a friend who had their front door ripped off. Like from like yeah. the porch and then lit on fire in the street. Oh, that must have been. There was one street where they lit like a couch on fire and a couple other things. So yeah, that yeah. Must have been. That wasn't court, but it was like those side streets off of Winchester. Yeah, it's probably like, all right there. One of those. I forget them now. Mm -hmm. but... <laughs> yeah, I was actually just there too for New Year's, and I still don't remember. Yeah, I know Lauren and I had were actually thinking of getting like a, a place near Keene and just doing like a week and just kind of inviting whoever's around yeah. to come hang out at Keene. And then we ended up being able to go to Maryland where I have two nieces now where nice. the nieceslets are. And so we did that instead. And then the weekend after was alumni weekend and Nate was kind of saying like, Hey, we should maybe next year I'll try to kind of go to the alumni weekend. I was like, yeah, that kind of makes sense. Nate and his wife, Allegra, are pretty good. They have a kid now. Yeah. Um, I, don't I don't know if you follow him and stuff. Keenan, who's yes. his name, is actually named Irish. after Keenan. Yeah. <laughs> He's literally named after Keenan. Like, not Yeah. full stop. That's so funny. <laughs> they love Keenan. Um, yeah, Kevin, if you remember my roommate, Kevin still lives there. He's there with his fiance. Yeah, I remember Kevin. And yeah, then... everybody's... Um, Having babies, being married, all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Ben's engaged. Yep. Uh, Mike and Molly have a kid. Mm -hmm. He has a kid. Um, I can say this now because he put it out on uh, the Inst Instagrams. So they're having a second kid. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, that's it, actually. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Everybody having kids. I'm gonna say, my oh, guess is Christian's gonna propose to Daria. Is that her name, Daria? Oh yeah, Lauren and I had a uh, had a bet because he just went to Aruba. He just got back from Aruba. I don't know if yeah. you can follow him on Instagram, but uh, so Lauren's like, you think he's gonna propose in Aruba? It's a perfect thing. I was like, no, <laughs> I, I know him. He's not. And I told I him that won. too. And it, he, I I said we had bets. I don't know how it came up, but I said, oh, we had bets about that. And he was like, who won? And I was like, me. And he was like, thanks. <laughs> I was like, take, take that as you will. But I just, I just knew. Yeah, we kind of wonder, because my New York friends, I kind of wonder too, because my friend Rob's married. I don't know how he really feels about kids, but all the other ones are just wild cards. Like, who knows mm -hmm. with 
Addison and, and them, but so uh, we don't really have any weddings. We had one, we had two last year. Uh, I don't think we really have any this year besides uh, Ben's. Oh, shoot. Are you invited to that? Maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have actually a lot this year because of Sophie mostly. She's got her friend getting married in, well, I keep forgetting, April. And then another one in September. Ben's in November. I think there's one more. And then my sister wants to get married this year, but if not, it might be next year. So yeah, we got two of her sister. friends and then Ben and then possibly my sister all this year. Wow. I mean, oh. I like I like going to weddings. Going to Lauren's best friend growing up, her bridesmaid at our wedding, got married. And that was like the perfect wedding because Lauren was the maid of honor. Hmm. So I got to sleep, you know, like in the suite. <laughs> But then on the yeah. day of, I wasn't a groomsman or anything. So I had mm-hmm. zero responsibility. <laughs> so I got yeah. I got like gifts and I got to sleep in like the nice suite <laughs> and be there for like multiple days, but I had zero responsibility. So me and this other guy who was like a last minute old high school friend of Lauren and Katie's just went out and tried to find beer pong balls, which was surprisingly hard to find. It was also up in Lebanon, but... I keep saying Lebanon. I don't think that's right. Anyway. That's what this family is from. She's Lebanese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely where they're from. But, but uh, yeah. I was Jared Carr's officiant, and that was a lot of fun. That's true. Oh, yeah. I heard that. I got ready and, like, was there early with all the groomsmen and stuff. But the second I did that, I didn't have to take pictures with them afterwards. I could just go straight to the party. So yeah, I was like, that's all true. Right. And I you know, get all the praise of everyone being like, oh, you did such a good job. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Stroke my ego. Yeah. No, keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> that, so. that is cool. I did hear that. Um, I <clears throat> When Ben was, uh, when was this? Early this past summer, you know, him and Catherine came down yeah. for a bit and they kind of had like a actual engagement party and lauren wasn't able to go but i went and that was nice because i hadn't actually seen them in person in a while i literally see ben every almost every week yeah yeah this but yeah. uh and talk to them all the time but i haven't actually seen him in like a year plus so i gotta see him and christian but two people who i had not seen since we graduated was uh steak and tom were there <laughs> so that was fun to talk yeah. to them because i literally hadn't seen them since since college i'm pretty sure i don't think we had really seen them since then and yeah they had said something to you actually tom was like about to get married like the mm-hmm. next week or something i think with that oh okay like, if you want whenever the timeline is with that you probably know that better but um that was how were you were you invited right then of june I was in Arizona for, we were living in Arizona technically, but we were going to be gone for a whole month. And when we came back is when we moved in August. So we were, the entire month of July, almost, we were in Rhode Island for the wedding, 4th of July, hanging out. And then second half of the summer, we were in Indiana. Uh, no, we were in Indiana for 4th of July. Oh, so, yeah. 
yeah, I don't remember. It, it was just this past summer, but it feels like so long ago. But similar to Lauren, she's a teacher, so she gets summers off. And then I'm working, I was working remote, I mean, I still am. But uh, so it just made it easiest to be able to like do her usual two weeks back in Indiana where she's from uh, for the summer. So I was like, okay, and we'll just do Rhode Island too, just make it a whole thing. Hmm. Since we had to be there for the wedding for Tom, anyways. So it was a long summer, but a lot of fun. Yeah, it sounds like a nice one. I know that's what's nice, you know, Ben and Catherine are saying because they're both remote. And that's, uh, I don't know if Daria is remote. I think she is too. Yeah, I'm jealous of all those remote people. I finally am now working from home Tuesdays, Thursdays. But okay. when the whole pandemic started, insurance was considered a um, essential worker essential, essential yeah. job and at the time we couldn't really work from home like it was still very paper-based it was a 30 plus year like mom and pop paper company that uh we're still in like the early 2000s technological wise <laughs> yeah and uh then it wasn't until the beginning last march that we merged with this other company and now I can like remote into my computer and everything's there. And so now nice. I can work from home whenever, like I, I didn't go out to work this past Friday when it was snowy and like I'm, I've gotten every other day because, you know, kind of working on transitioning. Hopefully none of these people listen to this podcast, but, you know, I'm kind of working on transitioning out of like a nine to five job because I was somewhat spoiled when I, you know, I did Aflac and stuff for a while. I got kind of spoiled on that but then it kind of came back around. I won't go into all that, but basically trying right now to move into something else. Again, this is that funny thing where this is like the polar opposite of film, but um, I've actually gotten really into um, like stocks and trading on that front. And then Nate had kind of, I've always been interested in real estate and Nate uh, at the end of 2020 uh, got his real estate license and he still works his nine to five as a, um, what's the person who works at school? Guidance counselor. Guidance counselor. Yeah, yeah, at the school and does real estate. So he made some pretty, so pretty much any money he made was just like right in the savings. So he did that all last year. So he was kind of my guinea pig for it. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm gonna do it. So I nice. did all the te- all the stuff, and uh, I just got to pass the test now. Um, waiting to. I actually technically, you're the only person outside of my family who actually knows this so and now oh, your wow. listeners too yeah, all slits. my patreon listeners <laughs> yeah the chaselets keep this between us chaselets um <laughs> that i so i took the test i was super confident about the national so it's a national and a state it's two tests i was super confident about the national because i kept taking things so i just kept acing it and then the state i was like not so comfortable about because it's harder to find stuff about that and i went in and it was the exact opposite I just, yeah. the, the math questions were ones I hadn't studied for and like other ones that came up and I was like, Ugh. and then the state one, I, I spent like 15 minutes on, and it was boom, done. It's like 40 questions. And so I get it back and I had failed the national pass the state, which luckily you don't have to take the other one again, but to rub the salt in the wound even more, I didn't find this out. So I came home, I found out that 10 of the questions are just like, they're testing them and they don't count. So then if you remove those, because I thought it was 80 questions and it was not, if you remove those, one point, I was one point away from passing. 
if I'd literally yeah. gotten one other question right, I would have passed. And it doesn't matter, you know, what you did because half of the tests you don't even use ever again. You just you know. So that was a bummer. Yeah. So because I did it right before going home for a week and a half. Hmm. So now I've got to kind of refresh and you have to, you know, you got to pay for it again and all that. But anyway, looking forward, trying to kind of get out of the nine to five. I want to supplement it with something. My goal would be to do stock stuff, but the stock market's open, you know, more or less nine to four. So yeah, I feel that. Yeah. So that's when I'm back, you know, in a year or two on this podcast, that's where I want to be. <laughs> All right, looking forward to it. I'd like to be a little more swole too. The background <laughs> will be a beach, your beachfront property that you. Yeah, it's going to be my. Way to forward. Yeah, I'm surprised you haven't commented on my many dresses that I have. I was going to say anything, but I figured they speak for themselves. Yeah, that's true. Right, I'm just going to be right back. So if you just call me, because it's like a 911 emergency. All right. I'll be right back. I'll entertain entertain the chase lets while you're gone. What's up, Chase Litz? It's your boy, Ben Johnson. I'm taking over for your host, Chase, right now. He's got a, just an emergency. And, uh, you know, today we're just going to talk about um, really how terrible it is to be like a surfer and the whole surfer mentality. Now, I know Chase would have my back on this. I know he does snowboarding and stuff like that. I'm a snowboarder, too. Um, and, you know, snowboarding is that one thing. But, like, to have, like, as like a surfer mentality it's not great you know you move over to the coast especially if you're on the east coast it's even worse because like you're really pretending at that point the west coast is like that's the good stuff you know like california that's acceptable east coast are, you know are you really a surfer you're really pretending i think at this point you know you're probably that type of person who's got like a surfboard up on the wall you know right above the snowboard you know like trying to show off that you you know got that like oh look at me i i surf but you probably only surf like twice you know <laughs> <laughs> i hope you know i can hear the entire time yeah i know uh, oh 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 he's back i figured you'd be on my side and oh i, I was that so important yeah. um, i show off my skills no i heard i heard in your other podcast that you were trying to get back to surfing so i just had to rip into you a little bit i actually don't believe that now that i know you were hearing me <laughs> is everything all right with surfing yeah yeah she's just making dinner and then she's like 911 bleeding everywhere stab my thumb and it's probably like the tiniest little scratch in her thumb oh, <laughs> oh she literally did say that <laughs> i thought you were saying yeah. just in case well you no. can cut out you know that section oh uh, it's fine <laughs> yeah i don't think it like kind of oh yeah like, 911, 911 stabs 911. my thumb. <laughs> I don't know. So if you, like, you I edit these I'll go through. Um, uh, I'll usually go through and I'll make one edit. And if you want to see, I can send it to you if there's anything you wanted to take out or for whatever no, reason. So, but yeah, I'm I keep it pretty loose with the editing. Number. <laughs> one eight five six seven C3. <laughs> um, uh, no, that's what was I was about to say. Oh, but I agree with you with the whole like nine to five thing. I hope that my job's not listening to this either. But yeah, what is I, your job? I, uh, I work for a software company, and I just kind of do specifically. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the name of it is. Yeah. No, um. So, 
and then like those little like when you like down a new app for the first time and those little like bubbles pump up and it's like this is where you like open up the menu this is where you mm-hmm. go here i design those so oh, okay. for all the so new users yeah kind of like in charge of new customer orientation and making sure they can figure it out trying to lessen this the customer service calls as possible basically nice. so anyway, sorry yeah i mean i kind of sit like opposite of you even pre-pandemic was working remote like once to twice a week and i've learned to like hate it and i want to be like in the office more but my job's based out of massachusetts so i'm i have to be remote but it's nice because it's a good paycheck um and doing that just like save up for sophie and i and then i got another job at a local brewery which is kind of like the path that i want to go down because mm-hmm. my dad and i's dream was always to like open our and own our own brewery yeah so there's the brewmaster here is like super nice and he's been letting me go in the back i've been helping him brew some stuff like when it's slow kind of like learning oh, business cool. from like the ground up and not just bartending but actually working with like the yeast the hops the hot liquor tanks and like doing everything so it's for me this is like the path like it's it's not going to happen anytime soon but like i'm trying to soak it up like a sponge as much as possible and like learn and do something with that down the road that's where you need that patreon for. right <laughs> patreon yeah money. so we have the recap in two years hopefully like i'll be doing that a lot more too i'll be an investor all right <laughs> I'll do that. two years write it down <laughs> i actually did sit down and try to kind of do like a five-year plan trying to be better about that yeah i think it is important to like actually it's funny so nate did all this nate's doing really well i feel like with stuff of course it's always easy to like compare yourself to somebody else but i feel like nate's you know doing well and stuff and i'm like oh it's cool to see that like you've got all your goals up and you've like accomplished all of them like i remember being there and he had all this stuff you know he had put a bun in the oven as one of the goals (laughs) now he has a kid and um I was like, that's cool that you do all that. I was like, where'd you get that from? And he was like, from you. You told me to do that. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so I <laughs> apparently am super hypocritical and I give out advice all the time and don't follow it. So it's about time, yeah. I guess, I follow my own advice. He was like, I remember talking to you and you were like, hey, you got to put up your... I did once upon a time when we had space, had like, you know, the mood board, you know, you put up stuff that you want to... I do yeah. feel like that's super important, like the visual every day you see it because you know i have goals in your head but i almost want to like like slap it up on the wall somewhere yeah uh, if, you know you hear that story of somebody who wrote out a check for a million dollars and he stuck it over his bed so he stared at it every night you know type of thing mm-hmm. and i feel like that that does kind of drive to have that so i i have been kind of trying to make like actual goals of you know what do i want to do to do you know how many houses do i want to deal you know based on yeah. like what nate's done you know do i want to try to transition i've been kind of like debating like do i try to find another nine to five that is all remote i really like where i work i like the people and it's not high stress it's just the right amount of work where it's not boring but it's not stressful most of the time um you know but one thing 
that would be nice to get away is there's just a lot of customer forwarding calls. Not that I, I don't mind that, but if I want to kind of like do stocks at the same time, <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's hard if you've got, it'd be nice something like, I've been kind of almost looking at something like yours or even something, you know, now there's a lot of film jobs where it's like an editor type of thing. And I've been looking at entry level ones because I'm a little rusty. Like I still put stuff out, but you know, it would be better. But as you probably know, um, entry level jobs are never that. <laughs> yeah. You search for like an entry level job and it's like eight years of after effects expected. <laughs> like, that was the know. toughest part because there was a long period of time um, from 2020. Almost all of 2021, I was in and out of jobs just because of COVID. So people were looking just for like, I could only find like, contract jobs. Yeah. So I was let go in late 2020 because of COVID. Um, just had a downsize. So I was just in and out of these like little one-off jobs. And every time I thought I found something, it was a similar thing. It was just like, oh, this is my background. Like I enjoyed it. I want to continue down like this digital marketing type of like, like the the job I I have now is basically what I was looking for then. I was like, yeah, entry level job, this and that, like this amount of schooling. I'm like, okay, I hit all those credentials, and then they said I needed experience in all these softwares for multiple years, and like references, and needed like a portfolio of like things that I built out and stuff like that. I'm like, I don't have any of these things. <laughs> it was it was ridiculous, but everything works out and happened for a reason. So that's, that's true. But sometimes you gotta push some of those things. Yeah. Just go, go out on that limb with some of that stuff. That is really cool that you have. That's like a perfect thing to learn that having a small time. I sometimes think if I'd stuck with, you know, when I was a bar back when I first moved here and then I started Aflac, I, a guy had just started having me work at this place in Portsmouth and it would would have been a perfect place to learn bartending because they had like the main bar with the fancier drinks but then they had like a dance area in the back where they just sold like easy you know two ingredient drinks yeah. so like i could have kind of bar backed and then gone back there really like learned the simple ones but mm -hmm. i i did it like two weekends and then i stopped because i was like oh aflac is the thing i'm gonna focus on so part of me kind of wishes i'd like maybe stuck with that but yeah that that's what you're describing is like a a great you know sounds like a great way to like learn all that stuff oh yeah i mean i had taken bartending classes and never actually bartended like at a bar like that uh before doing the crazy drinks but not to like make myself seem simple-minded, but just like I, I know beer, I guess, because my dad has always brewed his own since I was a kid. So I've kind of grown up around it, and I feel like my knowledge behind it's a little bit more, and I enjoy that kind of conversation, like suggesting stuff. Whereas like when you're at a bar, like crazy like nightclub, like you're not talking with your customers. You have to like try and guess what they're saying by reading their lips. Yeah, and when you can't have someone like, "Hey, well, what do you suggest?" But, dude, I don't know. It's yeah, surprise me. <laughs> One o'clock in the city, I'll pour you a rum and coke. How about that? Yeah, I'm like eight deep. Just uh, <laughs> give me whatever, it's cheapest. 
Yeah, that actually a, a friend of mine, Dan, unfortunately, he just also got let go. He um, was basically the only one running this uh, place in um, Amesbury, Mass. That was one of those, um, you know, like beverage centers, basically. Yeah. And that was kind of cool because he did know a lot about beer and basically was able to do what you just said. He had like taste and I actually filmed the commercial for him cool. just for free because, you know, he's done a bunch of stuff for me in the past. Um, that was kind of fun too that got put on his website and stuff but he had tastings and stuff but people come in all the time and are like oh what goes with this and and he gets to just talk beer all the time he's probably pretty bummed that he had to leave he luckily found us something kind of similar but it's with like hard liquor now so he's yeah. kind of learning that but you know that's not like quite brewery type of thing but also a similar mm -hmm. type of job where you know you, you get to actually talk to people <laughs> But it's yeah. also a lot of, you know, kind of basically a glorified cashier with waiting a lot. But mm -hmm. at least it's got the, you know, it depends on what you want in your day. Like I, I need a job that at least stuff's going on most of the time. Like I could never be like a security guard where you've, you know, have almost nothing happening for. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Forever. That's the that's the good thing about the brewery, especially when I work at. Like even like on slow days, like I can do so much or if i just sit i can talk and like with like the customers who are sitting at the bar yeah i like that i did so. like that part at um the restaurant i almost said it the <laughs> restaurant that i used to work at is that it was um i always called it kind of higher class but it was it wasn't really but it was just you know it wasn't like a dive bar or anything and it was nice being able to kind of talk to the people there about stuff we had some rich clientele i guess i'll say <laughs> Yeah. come in often you know it's right in downtown Portsmouth there's a couple of people who lived right above it and those apartments are like you know quite a lot a month too yeah Portsmouth is really nice yeah it's just changed so much even just that I've been here it's crazy now since you did a commercial for that friend of yours do you see yourself doing more stuff with other businesses or like marketing projects at one point, I was looking into that that guy, Evan, who I talked about, he got a pretty sweet gig where he basically, if somebody wanted a Yelp video, like a Yelp review video, mm -hmm. Yelp would basically reach out to him if it was in the area. And it was kind of cool because it's only supposed to be a certain amount of time long. So he basically would just come in, shoot this thing. He kind of had it down, edited it out into this little like, not even a minute long thing, pop it out and would, and would get paid. And unfortunately, that's not really something that you can just find. It was just knowing people, he was able to get it and he doesn't do that anymore. And yeah. at one point I'd really looked into that, but I honestly think, you know, it's just gotten to the point where I think I just want to make film. I just want to make things that I would like to make. I'm, I'm kind yeah. of over having to do stuff because I liked working at my, the old film company, but I didn't really like the films that we were making you know they're mm -hmm. they're always kind of documentary or corporate things and at this point i would rather have like a job that does income that at least i am fine with so in the other times i can creative outlet make films i want to make yeah or work on friends films or whatever you know because that's having more free time would be nice not having the nine to five and obviously not having a pandemic would like to go help other people work on their films too because that's always fun yeah that's kind of how i felt with like photography 
with I tried so hard to find people who are willing to pay to get portraits done or whatever mm-hmm. that kind of turned in like not like you were saying before not make me hate it it might be too strong of a word but I just making it a chore just didn't took almost like the fun out of it so I'd rather make make those like little drone videos that are just like the yeah. two minute things because that's something I enjoy doing yeah, going on a trip on vacation it. whipping it out filming it and putting it out there and see if people yeah. like it the phrasing that's what um I'm, I'm i'm finding i like you know i know people like uh, i don't know if you ever met this guy lee not trying still not to say last names but this guy lee and keen but um he does like wedding photography and he makes good money doing it you know he really got but that's the thing you have to like really want to do that or you know my friend yeah. Evan, who really went into like the film stuff and went a long time probably not making very much money and now has accumulated stuff but again it's like long hours doing this and your weekends and you know et cetera, et cetera. and he was like screwed when this pandemic happened like there was a period of time i think they were i knew a lot of film people in the area who were having a really bad time you know in that period of time before the government really knew what to do to give us stuff yeah um so you have that non-stability but anyway yeah I, yeah one of our I friends yeah i was gonna say uh one of our friends in the same apartment complex as us is a traveling uh wedding photographer yeah and it seems really cool because i follow him on social media he'll like post stuff like not just of the weddings but him traveling like for around thanksgiving he was in mexico and then around christmas he was out in like wisconsin where it was like snowing so it was like beautiful and like white and everything but like i'm also we're also friends with his girlfriend and she's like doing like going to see her family in holidays while he's like working and doing all these things like yeah he loves it and i'm sure like it's cool to be like i get to travel all the time for work to all these different places but uh it's got to take a toll at least for me i know it would just during holidays not being able to be with my girlfriend i have to go do pictures of people who guess want to get married on christmas day so and like stuff like that yeah or the summers fill up a lot because my thing would be you know like you were saying before lauren always has summers off so i'd really love to get back to like a job where i could also kind of take summers off you know like something like real estate or like how stocks work like stocks slow down notoriously in the summer and then like Mm -hmm. real estate actually kind of picks up in the summer but at least i'd have like control over it like if you want to you know it really what i liked about the mom and pop place is that um before we merged they were very great about you want to take time off take it off you're not going to get paid for it but like i didn't care because you had that flexibility of like i could go home in a minute's notice if i needed to but Mm -hmm. now with the corporate still very good now i get paid for it but like you know our my nieces came up and they had this whole week-long thing and i went to take that week off and they're like oh two other you know account managers have already taken that off so you can only take like one day off and that's just like yeah you know like that's a that's a real bummer to like Mm -hmm. only basically i don't like having to choose with that <laughs> yeah so anyway but i get that even for me like we were up in 
New England for Christmas, but I still brought like my laptop because I still had stuff to do. So there were times when everyone's upstairs hanging with my parents and stuff, and I was in the basement. I'm like, I got to finish these emails real quick before I go out. I mean, it allowed me to travel and see my parents, which I'm happy about, but I couldn't actually just enjoy the ent- entire freedom of doing whatever I wanted for two weeks. Yeah. And that's, I agree, because I kind of have that now where I technically could go home and work from home, you know, for a week, but I'd have to still answer calls and, you know, you're basically kind of there, but not there. So yeah, yeah, it would be nice to, to switch that around. Well, there we go. So you put your goals up year or two. We'll come mm-hmm. back. We'll do an anniversary yeah. back on the podcast. Cause that will also mean that you have to still be doing the podcast. So yeah, that's hopefully it will be set it up the chaselets need you you can't <laughs> abandon them hopefully i'll have and a patreon then and actually have subscribers I'll, I'll actually make that a patreon thing i'll release a keen week if the patreons get through this <laughs> or you could do a twitch stream or something get through it i tried twitch for a little bit uh i even tried doing like live streaming like editing photos but just hard it's hard because you basically have to entertain yourself for like the longest time because you have to like talk as if people are there just to get the practice. But I just didn't have the money to get all the equipment for it to stream well and not be laggy and be able to have like the chat and be able to read that live. I'm like, I'm like yeah, it's just too much for me to, for something I'm not 100% in on. Yeah, I actually recently so I out. ended up, I recently have been, watching twitch streamers are like one of those youtube rabbit holes where now i watch these two streamers who like speed run games for some reason you know how that okay. just happens yeah. <laughs> and uh so i was kind of looking into it because it's so curious to me about how people get into this and i actually watched a video of how this one guy had gotten to where he was you know and there was this twitch leak where it leaked how much income all these streamers had made off of twitch in the last like year and a half and yeah. like this guy I watched made like 300 grand, you know, off of just Twitch, you know, and yeah. he also posts YouTube videos and probably has, but you know, so you see that and you're like, well, I'm going to get on this Twitch bandwagon, but obviously <laughs> there's all the work ahead of time, you know, just like with Cody, Phil, we we're talking about that you got to put in. So I'd like to try to be one of my 2022 things is also try to do something more consistently like you've done with this podcast because i've kind of started something like brussels studios yeah i haven't really tried to market it or anything i haven't really cared to it's more of a place to just hold my stuff but i have some ideas for some kind of photo manipulated instagram thing which would get me out taking pictures and then like it's kind of hard to explain i found this person i like on instagram who does these kind of short stories that have like a creepy undertone and i can't draw super well or it takes me a long time to draw so i'm like how can i do these in a similar vibe and i was like maybe i can like kind of edit videos or still so i'll see how that goes yeah nice i'll do a patreon patreon's the way (laughs) the way of the future and then um one thing i'm kind of curious because you've mentioned it already a couple times but Unreal Engine 5. I don't even really know if I understand the concept of that. So Unreal like, how does Engine. How it work? 
Um, I'll give like a real brief overview. So Unreal Engine, I played with it on and off before. It's actually a video game engine. So you can make video games in it. That's that's kind of its purpose. Yeah. And I've been kind of drawn to it because it's I like very visual things. So another popular popular video game thing is Unity, but Unity is very code. So Unreal Engine put out these things called blueprints. So they're like almost simplified code. That's a little bit easier to figure out. But the other thing about Unreal Engine is you, you come in and you have a world and you plop in some grass and you can just like pull, you know, you can just pull and place stuff in, you know, mm-hmm. and then if you're making a game, they have all this stuff to start. Like I can make, I, I showed Ben once just for fun, like you can pretty quickly make a little game that works because they have these little things that set up. But um, people also were making short films in it. It's got its own kind of built-in video editor and you can put in cam- like virtual cameras that you move around. Yeah. Well, Unreal Engine 5 came out and it's got all this crazy new stuff that makes it so your computer doesn't explode when you've got all this high definition stuff. So you can have these really detailed scenes and all this other stuff that I won't go into. The lighting's really cool. Fixed a lot of things I didn't like. And um, a lot of movies these days are using Unreal Engine. Um, the Mandalorian is the popular one that just came out. So instead of me here with a green screen behind me, I have an actual screen and a 3D environment and the physical camera is tied to a virtual camera and as that camera moves around me it's actually moving in a 3d space so the world behind me would change so what you're seeing in your camera is almost exactly what you'd see on the screen instead of me in a green screen so you get all the real lighting and everything because it's reflecting so that's one example but then for me people make short films because you can go in and you can set up cameras and you can basically record within this engine and you can put in you know you rig up characters and the reason i did halo is i found this community that basically rips all the models out of the halo games so it's a bunch of free nice looking 3d models and then i use this program called mixamo or maximo i forget which is a library of just animations and you can just put something in it slaps like a skeleton on it that's how it knows how to move and it's a bunch of animation so i was a little limited in what my characters could do i learned how to kind of blend them together yeah Um, most people who do like the big stuff uh would have like a motion capture suit so it's very similar to like what hollywood does with cgi stuff or modern video games a lot of the cutscenes are like god of war and stuff are actual people wearing mocap suits that then they cgi that's it's just basically a way to do that. So you can do it in other programs, but Unreal Engine's worked the best for me. Like that, you can put a scene together like that, and that whole Halo thing. I mean, obviously, I worked on on and off, but it only took me a couple months to do, which is not a lot of time in the grand scheme yeah. of things to do something like that. And I'm looking forward to getting better at it. I wish I could afford a motion capture suit. The Roku ones are like two grand (laughs) wow yeah so uh, maybe not but um i don't know it's a a lot of people are looking at the future of film not only i would like to also practice real life putting that into a virtual thing but at the moment it's just a way for me to tell a story without having to be limited to what i could do in real life because i could that that short little halo short imagine me trying to make that in real life yeah like that would have been very hard and expensive and a bunch of actors, whereas I could just make it. 
and um, you know do all that. So I'm excited about it. I don't know if you've seen. I think the game is called Team Fortress. Mm-hmm. How the yeah, people like animate with those guys all the time yeah. and they can do crazy stuff. Is that uh, Unreal Engine or is that something different? No, so that was like a, an early, I think it's called Source Filmmaker, but it was something like that where basically you could pull, they gave you all the models for free and people will, can, you can animate it like an old school animation where the uh, characters have all the bones and you literally go in and you move this finger like this and then this one and then you move the arm forward and, then you, and you take a picture. It's kind of stop motion almost. Okay. And that's how they made all those. That's why a lot of them, they're all like really distorted in like a funny way because it's just so easy to just mess around. So that was like the early stuff. Um, and a lot, of, almost every 3D modeling program like Blender and Maya and stuff can do these animations. If you go on YouTube and just search for them, you'll find people have done it. But Unreal is just the one that's really um, worked well for me. And I think it's because it was so easy to just throw a bunch of stuff in and already get it working like i got it working and could already have somebody i did like a short quick thing of the guy coming up on the hill and seeing the stuff below i don't know if you saw that i think i posted it on instagram but i was able to just do that in like a week and it was like wow here's the stuff where i was like playing around in blender for like months because there's a scene in limbo in the new version of limbo that I'd really like to do an animated version of that I'm kind of working up to. Oh, actually this, I'll tell the story really quick. Um, I can say this full name because it's a well-known person, but or maybe I can't. I'll think about this for a sec. It didn't work out, but a famous, yeah. a very well-known actor, um, our film professor ended up getting to know him and actually had him speak at Keen a couple of times. And he reached out to Josh and I and said, I always liked Limbo. We should tidy it up and send it to this very well-known actor. And just, why not? So Josh and I spent like a month and a half. I had always wanted to write Limbo with no restraints. Like I obviously restrained myself writing it, knowing I had to film it. So I wrote Limbo and now I have like the full script for the first episode, how I'd really want it to be. And that's an accomplishment in itself because I've been wanting to do that for years. So I finally got the push and we sent it off and nothing ever came of it, which I expected. But um, that was that was cool to uh, have that push to finally finish it. But now I'm like, hmm, maybe I could make it, but just in an animated way. That would be cool. I can, I'll text you who the famous actor is. <laughs> I, yeah, I was going to ask you after I actually recorded this <laughs> Yeah, you can ask. Um, but I mean, it's been an hour and a half, so I'll let you go soon. I did just have one last question for you. Um, when it comes to like the lost or the last, sorry. And then my favorite one is the one you do with Ben the Threshold. Yeah. And stuff like that. Like, where like, did you get the idea to do those films? <laughs> I don't know, somewhere <laughs> rattling around. Uh, just no. like um, in the shower, like, ooh, and just start like brainstorming or is it inspired pretty, by something? Yeah, um, the last was that was directly inspired by something. I'll start with that one because that one's easier. Yeah. The last was um, years ago. Um, 
there's like this Reddit subreddit that's called writers prompts and people just like prompt something and people write. And one of the prompts was basically the last. It was, um, there's only one human left on earth and God and the devil basically show up to in person to decide where he's going to end up. But little do they know that this last person is actually death and he's come for that. And I always thought that was such a cool concept and I kind of forgot about it. And then I was looking for, I wanted to do a short film that I could do in one or two days. I wanted to do it with actors and I wanted to do like a narrative because I'd never really done that. I wanted it to all be kind of in one room and mostly talking because all I'd really done before was a little bit more actiony or visual. Yeah. I just wanted to attempt that. And so I kind of came back to it and people had written stories to it. So I kind of took things here and there, but the final script was all me kind of on that idea so that was the last is basically inspired by that and then obviously brainstorming you know talking to other people looking at things things kind of came and went even the day of filming films will change and even after when you're editing it you won't you can slightly change the story threshold was i had a film tentatively called smile and repeat that i had written a script for that i for years I'd wanted the film and I cannot find the location I want for it. So being frustrated with that, I said, I'm going to write a film that takes place in the woods because <laughs> there's woods everywhere. Yeah. And as you probably can kind of tell by my theme, I just, I don't know. I've always been drawn to like the, I like the whole like other side, super somewhat paranormal, not quite horror, but just like, things on the other side or like you know limbo is all about kind of the other world in between life and death and I, the last is obviously about like that too yeah. so i don't know what directly inspired it but um i've heard stories or read things about like people who get lured off into the woods outside of a car by like mm -hmm. some sort of thing in the trees and are never heard from again and um I think I call it in the credits, the creature is called like the Fae. It's based on like the old school, like fairy where they're like evil and they lure people away. So that was kind of like, that was the idea with that. And it basically was from there. I wanted a, a film I could shoot in a day that was mostly in the woods. And again, even on the day of the set and even after editing that changed a whole bunch. Like um, yeah. he was supposed to actually hit something with his car, which obviously actually doing it. <laughs> was a little bit harder that turned into more of like a special effect um but yeah it was fun got to josh helped me out with that one too but got like an old construction helmet and like gutted it and got those fake horns to stick on and got the like wig hair and i'm still not super happy with how the final monster looked i wish i was better a little bit about just animation and stuff to make it look a little bit freakier instead of to me it still looks like somebody in a full piece latex but it was fun to be um you were the you monster know, like right from the water yeah because yeah. i had josh and my friend john film it and that was another thing is i wanted to i was also rusty with filming but i wanted to just purely direct something and not do anything else but then i spoiled that by being the monster but uh yeah so that was me that was fun i even you can't really tell which is ironic because it took the most time i even got these long nails that had to be like glued on yeah that we like dirtied all up and stuff and you never even really notice <laughs> and that took so long to like get ready and they hurt 
to take them off but like i don't imagine so yeah. really all of my like film stuff is is really just like limbo is like two years worth of random notes i have a blue notebook somewhere that's looks like probably like an insane person because it's just like random ass scribblings and stuff of things but i think of stuff yeah. all the time i have a whole i use one note for a bunch of stuff we play D D now like fairly frequently so i use it for that but mm -hmm. um i have a whole section of one note called films and there's probably 30 different things some of them are literally a line long idea and some of them are flushed out with like pictures and stuff like that and then i've got i've you know, a bunch of like half written scripts and stuff. So I think it's just random ideas. You just write it down at the time. I've got notes on my phone. And then at some point they merge together into something. <laughs> okay. How many Patreon followers to release some of those notes? <laughs> for, for a thousand Patreon subscribers, <laughs> I will release the original notes that were sent to the famous actor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, that's cool so i really kind of wondered that because i've had like ideas go through my brain i'll like write something on my phone and i've never really done a scripted thing before but i've definitely had like those shower thoughts but that's kind of a cool idea and i throw it down never did anything with it but i was wondering if like people like you who actually go through with it and film those things out if that's kind of like the same process you go through or if it's a little bit more rigorous than that yeah it's it's really just a bunch of um if i see like one of these is literally a picture and it's a like a girl standing in front of a door with this weird like creature thing behind it you know it's like sometimes it's just like oh that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah or or it'll be so there is another film that i want to um make that's kind of lovecraft inspired i don't know if you've kind of heard of that type of thing the like hp lovecraft books that's like the whole like cthulhu like cosmic horror type of thing i'm trying to think of like yeah. an example but anyway um he did a lot of his books around this area and i've always wanted to do that but um that's like something where i where it started with just several scenes where i'm like oh that'd be a cool scene and then you kind of start like well so why was why is he in that scene and it's like the story kind of evolves around trying to make that scene happen <laughs> or just something that I, I wanted, I want to do, you know, one thing I was thinking of trying to do is not even trying to do a film, but just going out and just filming certain scenes that I've just always wanted to do without having to try to make a film around it. Yep. Nice. Yeah. I haven't looked through some of these in a while, actually. Any ideas of which one you want to lean towards for your 2022 film? If you're going to do Unreal be... or probably going to be the halo unreal that set the music but um because a lot of these would require some like actual film crewness to actually do one of the uh, actors the guy who played death had reached out to me recently and he's like what are we doing next like let's do something and i'm like oh man <laughs> i have an idea for him now another thing that's kind of nice is starting to know actors is you almost get ideas after working with the actor where you're like Oh, I, I feel like he would be good doing this so you almost yeah. like start making an idea that's what i started doing with him where i'm like it's just idea i've been rolling around that actually he might be he might be kind of good with to do so then you want to kind of flush it out but again it's hard now because i don't really want to do any 
in-person filming and we'll have to see how long yeah. that lasts but i get that off, off to come to south carolina slash north carolina do a collab yeah i'll run around the dunes with a <laughs> the orange chase me with a drone we'll make sure we get your hands in the shot this time we'll show how much how hard you worked (laughs) i still have blood from those but cool i like well thanks for doing this i appreciate it yeah i mean anytime i get to come on and talk about myself it's fine by me so (laughs) (laughs) and it's cool to see the stuff with you i kind of did some i mean obviously i you know know what you've been doing through instagram and stuff but i kind of looked into some of the things you've been doing too so I think we should use this as a goal post. And yeah. even if I'm not on again, you know, can use it as a motivational thing to, to look back, which is cool. No, I think it'd be fun to have you on again. I feel like we've, I've talked to you more than like most other guests. So I feel like we well, appreciate it. Doing we this. Have, how many of the bullet points do we get through of mine? One, two. Yeah, I still have like four more bullet points. So I think one or two, but yeah, those are things I gotta ask. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, I think that's fine. I like like this stuff. You need to do your outro too. I like the stuff that uh, that you're working on. Then you should keep it up. Like I said, I'm always impressed with people who are able to kind of consistently put stuff out. That's one of my goals is to try. If you can do, you can do this podcast you know somewhat consent but that's the thing too is you don't need to put something out every week i think the monthly yeah. thing is that so um what's this what would helps be your me keeps my creative like juices going too yeah you need a creative outlet i believe that and people yeah. like us who lean even more on the creative side i think definitely need something you know most most of my friends who i met can have that need for creativeness but yeah. um what's your outro I'm gonna put you on the spot, you know. Oh, so well, I usually ask the people for all the the chaselets who chase maybe maybe don't follow you. Where's where's the best place to do that? Oh, see, that's that's a good outro. You got to do your own too, but yeah, it's a very common up. one. But no, but it is a good one. You know, <laughs> well, I um, I mean, my personal Instagram is b dot russell nine but I don't honestly post very much. There's Brussels Studios. If you search Brussels Studios, that's my YouTube. I got Instagram on all that too. Um, I haven't figured out a name yet for what the photo manipulation will be. It's probably not going to be with Brussels Studios. It's going to be like its own thing. Um, I might not even link it to myself. Like I almost want to not have any connection to it. So keep that secret. Chaselets, you didn't hear that. Of course, you don't know what name it is. Um, But yeah, that's, uh, that's where I can be found. And uh, cool. That's all I got. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's all I got as well. So I appreciate it. I know my outro is just as boring as my intro, but no, that's the other goal set. Next time you come on, we'll have like this very interactive, crazy intro outro. Just yeah, besides just the music. I may I may be in my own house. So I don't have to be as muted, you know. Sorry, guys. Yeah. That. <laughs> I just unplugged my <laughs> ASMR. ASMR podcast. <laughs> um, can you can you hear me still? Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you. That's it. You need like a good peace out thing, like peace out, chaselets. Yeah. What is the outro? I don't really listen to too many podcasts. Until next time, chaselets.
it's chase and keep on chasing <laughs> chasing that chase after it or whatever that may be yep keep chasing it peace boom no matter what it is right chase there. after it <laughs>